0: Today's show is brought to you by adamandeve.com. Go to adamandeve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G L O R Y, at checkout.
1: And it's also brought to you by paintyourlife.com. Get 20% off your painting when you text cognitive to 64,000.
2: Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason.
3: Recording live from Glorial Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way, we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome back. This is episode 598 of Cognitive Dissonance. And Cecil, yeah, uh, we averted financial
0: disaster hilariously until the middle of December I know, sometime. I know, like we can't put it off until the end of the year. We've got to we've got to do it in the middle of December. I
3: love a government that's like, you know, we're so effective, we will not create a financially crippling global economic meltdown for about 60 days. What's
0: amazing to me is that we we the Democrats played along with Trump. Yeah. And they had every opportunity to stop that shit. They did. Well, the thing is like this is like procedurally just banal or it's supposed
3: to be and like Mitch McConnell holding this part of the government hostage this is paying for money we've already spent yeah so this isn't paying for new upcoming programs the raising the the debt ceiling is paying the debt limit I should say is paying for shit that we've already done. It's borrowing money for things that we've already done. It's paying for Trump. Yeah. And McConnell fucking knows that. Yeah. But he also knows that, like, if he can stall this thing, because I think you can only do, there's some rule, some fucking rule where you can only so do, like, so many
0: rules, one man. One yeah.
3: budget-related thing using the 50 vote, 51 vote process in a certain time frame. So he doesn't, what he's trying to do is make sure the Democrats... Can't use their 51 vote, not quite a filibuster, you know, like the budget reconciliation yeah. process, 51 vote budget. De- We're trying to make sure they don't use that on the infrastructure plan. Yeah. And the way that he can do that is by forcing them to use that to raise the debt ceiling. And if they don't do use that to raise the debt ceiling, then the entire global economy, not just our economy. Yeah, right. But if if all of a sudden the value of the US dollar takes a massive shit. That's the global currency. The US dollar is the global currency. So it is a that is an economic disaster for the world. Yeah. So that's how big the fucking game Mitch McConnell is fucking playing right now with this nonsense.
0: It's crazy cuz what what we relied on for 4 years was a president who literally would not care. That wouldn't phase him at all if, right. if somebody said that to him he would be like so what yeah, I'll just do it. I don't care. I'll just do it. I, if I can break it, I'll break it. I don't mind. I'll break anything. I'll break anything that looks at me wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. That was his entire presidency. And what's crazy is is that there's nobody ever on the Democrat side that's just like, okay, let's do this then. Yeah. Don't right. like, like like Let's do this. Fuck you. We're in, we're playing chicken. Let's do let's this. Go. Let's see what happens. Yep. You know, there's nobody, and I. And it's not that I. It's not that I want to see the global economy crash. No. That right. Seems like it would be a bad thing. Yeah. Um. But there's also part of me that wants to be like, man, fuck me. Fuck you.
3: I know. How about that? I know. Fuck you. Yep.
0: You eat some shit Dude, once in a while. But you and know I are time, the same that way. It's like, I'm backed into a corner. Then I'm in a corner. Yeah. And, and it's like, and it's like, you're in this corner with me. Uh-huh. You know, like, uh-huh. like we're yeah, here I know. together.
1: It's not just me. We're yeah. together now. I'll grab your lapels, yeah. motherfucker. We aren't, <laughs> we're in this going corner. Going anywhere. But it's, it's yeah. funny.
0: Cause there's just this feeling of like, like, it sucks sometimes to be the good guy. Yeah. It sucks because you have to be the white hat in this situation to be like, okay, I guess we'll waste that on this. And it's crazy that there's just this one rule that they seem to have that always thwarts us. There's always like one rule in the black. There's always one rule in the bottom of yep. the hat. Whenever they, like, they could draw whatever they want on a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you, get, I know. you know, and get to do it when it's not a practice or whatever. Right. But we get, we always have to have like, we're but, the ones who have to eat shit all the time. Have, the the, the yeah. left eats shit in this country all the time. Oh, Mitch McConnell, like evil credit where
3: evil credit yeah, is man, due. He knows his shit. Mitch McConnell knows the rules more than like anybody else, and that guy comes up with creative ways. To just rule fuck
4: everybody,
0: he's just constantly rule fucking. And you know, the thing is, is you hate that guy. If you ever play a game with a guy who's just like, "No, I'm sorry, that's not how that works." The interrupt comes before this, and this spins around this, and this goes this way, and you didn't tap that fan. You're just like, "I want to fucking kill you. (laughs) I want to fucking crush your head (laughs) between my hands until you stop Uh, talking." I know. And I said, like, like, the thing is, is like, 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 I know you've never played role playing games. But no. there's always jackasses who play role playing games who are like what we call rules lawyers, oh, and so they they know the rules really really well. And this happened a lot when I used to LARP back in the day, and it would there would be like one jackass, and you actually be like, a minotaur oh, elf. That sorry, the D10 can't I'd have sorry. magic. But when I when I when I actually <laughs> extended my fangs, I scared them away with my plus ten. You're just like I want to fucking punch you in the throat until you <laughs> stop talking. But there's always that jackass. <laughs> right. and rules lawyers are the worst right? They're the worst. And that's what he is. Yeah. He sucks. He just sucks. Everything about Mitch McConnell sucks. So much. He's the worst. I don't know. So much. I, I don't even know if he was on my side, if I would like, him. <laughs> I'd be like, no, you suck, dude. Yeah, I, You're mm. the worst. This is a
3: terrible, the thing is like, even the threat of playing chicken like this has damaged the economy. Yeah. I, I was reading an article today, just the very, it it damages the reputation of the American governance and it damages the value of the dollar. And don't they don't they fucking always jerk off to that? Where they're just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is this is a huge deal because now people are like, Jesus Christ, are you really gonna like, yeah, you really gonna have a fucking like corner fucking cat fight and yeah. ruin the global economy? Is that really gonna happen? Holy shit! I, it, this is this is a fucking crazy. They're the zero sum politics game yeah. that we are constantly embroiled in, where it's like, all right, well, you know, you guys are in charge. You're going to do your shit and we're going to try to stop you from doing your shit. But you know, when we're in charge, we'll do our shit and that's how that should work and we'll try to get more people to decide we should be in charge by having better ideas and that's what democracy will be. (laughs) And now it's like, no,
0: now it's a fucking blood sport. Now we're fucking throwing sand in people's (laughs) eyes and shit. (laughs) Pocket sand. I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know that that's how it ever was. Right? Right. Really? But that's definitely not That's how, so. Not it's what it so is. So, not what it is now. It's so not it's what so it is. It's so far away from at least what the ideal should be. Yeah, right. Hey, everyone. We are live from my backyard where I am smoking these meats. I am I'm making meats now. Smoking these meats here. Our little meat smoking. It's smoking. So, I'm the meat chef. Yeah, someone asked me, do I smoke meat? Meat, meat? smoking <clears throat> meat. Meat smoking <clears throat> these meats. meats. Smoking, smoking meats earlier today. <throat> Smoking these meats, meats, meats. You set the charcoal up and you set the the wood chips up and then smoking meats, meats, grilling meats, 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 good good smoky flavor. flavor. So
1: I'm looking forward to
0: to that.
3: Speaking about far from ideal, this story is from MarketWatch. Jesus Christ, man. Facebook hastily switched off safeguards after Biden beat Trump, paving way to deadly Capitol riot, according to Whistleblower. So there's so much to talk about with the Whistleblower that's come out. There's a woman that worked at Facebook. She was fairly high up in Facebook. And she kind of came out and she's been giving interviews. She's been talking to folks. She's been testifying in front of Congress. And she's really been describing in painstaking and kind of terrifying detail the ways that Facebook has known about the systemic problems within their organization that lead to violence and that lead to radicalization. They have known about it. And rather than fix it, They have either taken no action or in some cases have actively worked to make those pieces worse. Yes, yes. They have done, they have not just passively had a system that was a bad system. They have actively worked to make some of the most egregious parts of the polarizing and disgusting, divisive nature of social media discourse. They have worked
0: to make that worse. And they've done it Not because they're probably, you know, not because they're just evil at heart. They've done it because that's the profit line. That's where they make all their money. That's where the profit leads you. The most profit is in them being the most evil. Yeah. And this has shown time and time again. And this is not by external studies, this is by Facebook's own studies. Who this woman has said, and a bunch of people have agreed. They have a very robust department that handles studying the behavior behind their stuff. So I, I heard something that said they have one of the most like well-regarded research, yeah, for this guy research centers in the world, yeah, in the way of, they employ a thousand PhDs and every single time things come back, they're always pointing to how bad Facebook is at doing the things it's doing, right? Because it's it's constantly using a computer algorithm to decide things for us that put us into a position where we're fighting, right? Or there's some controversy because controversy draws us. We are like, that's just, that's something about humans is that we just like controversy and we really love it on our Facebook wall. It's something that really is, is what appeals to us on our Facebook wall. And so it will push things into your Facebook feed. And this is something we've known for years, yep. right? It's something that we've known for years, but it will push things into your Facebook feed that make you that 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 make you react in some very, very large way. Not just a where you're scrolling, you're like, huh, not anything like that. It's like you're mad enough to write a comment or you're you're hyped up about it enough to write a comment or love it or whatever it is. They want those reactions from you. Right. And they will they will prioritize those things in your feed that make you react like that. So much so that they start to radicalize people.
3: Yeah. In insane ways. There, there were we were listening to the Daily today and this one of the things that they were talking about was one of the discoveries from internal memos around Instagram. And so on Instagram, there are evidently pro anorexia groups. So these are, okay, let's yeah, stop. Let's okay. just stop. Stop
0: right here for yep. ten seconds. Yep. The two groups that they mentioned yep. were pro self harm groups yep. and pro anorexia groups. groups. Tom, I cannot wrap my head around the fact that there are those things that exist on a medium and that they know about them and they do not eradicate. Yeah, them. man. Because those are. Harmful, horrible sites that people should not be—they shouldn't easily. They can stumble only in. cause harm. You shouldn't easily stumble into a place right. like that. The thing is, like, on in my house, I
3: would not let that shit fly, right? Because yeah. that shit can only cause harm. Yeah. What I'm right there with you, man. Like they're they're doing these fucking studies, and like, oh man, like, and and the study, one of the things they were finding is that within a relatively short amount of time, relatively few steps, you go from going on Instagram and searching for shit like healthy eating and like healthy diet tips. And like relatively quickly, you find your way radicalized down yeah. the rabbit hole into these pro-anorexia groups. Yeah. Feeding people's sense of insecurity and all this yeah. fucking negative shit, right? That we have around body image and sure. food. Yeah, yeah, And size and all this horror. Just- Fucking horrible shit, and they do this study, and I'm right there with you. I'm like, why do you even have this in your house? Yeah. Why do you have this and these racist groups and these terrorists? You, the same thing. This is fucking, they find out, like, oh, terrorists are using this to fucking communicate. Holy shit. If I found out terrorists were using my phone to communicate in my house, I'd burn my house
4: down before I let that happen.
3: You, it's, it's, they know it, and they don't even stop the groups,
0: they don't even like, turn this spigot off but nope. you know it enough to study it yeah in this in this particular case they had every opportunity to stop some of this communication but they didn't no right and yeah. so and so the other thing that they're doing too and this is a study we talked about weeks ago you know they're finding that that young people are having the, a, a really hard time with image because Instagram is image based right and and Instagram is idyllic and there's all this like people photoshopping themselves and you know there's 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 this sort of idea that everything needs to be perfect and these people are trying to compare themselves. These young people especially are trying to compare themselves to other perfect things and you're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And so when you see somebody else, you start to measure yourself against them. And these people are getting more suicidal thoughts. These young people are getting more suicidal thoughts. They're getting more depression because they're spending so much time on these timelines scrolling through Instagram.
3: Yeah, well, I remember back in the 90s reading studies about fashion magazines. Fashion magazines, right. And the way that fashion magazines made young women particularly feel terrible about their body image, right? And they, they felt bad about themselves. But a fashion magazine doesn't live in your fucking pocket or yeah. your purse 24 fucking hours a day. It doesn't beep and buzz and send you notices that you haven't looked at it yeah. recently. A fashion magazine is, and we were worried about we that were. in the 90s. we were. In the 90s, it was a real and honestly legitimate conversation to be had about, gosh, should we be Photoshopping these models? Should we pre- be presenting to young people unrealistic body images that aren't even real? Instagram is that multiplied by a billion. Yeah. It lives, it is it is instant filters. It is instant Photoshopping. And it is millions of images, unfettered and in constant access and literally buzzing for your fucking attention all the time yeah. and built in a way that div- makes you want to look at it. Always makes yeah. you want to look at it yeah. constantly. A magazine's a thing you buy and you read and you throw it away. Yeah. It's, and we had real conversations that were legitimate about, should we Photoshop the models on the cover of fucking Vogue? And like, those were good conversations. And now we're having, and now fucking Instagram is building a machine designed to make you sad. Yeah. Designed to make you angry, designed to make you hit that fucking, mash that fucking angry face and type something shitty to your uncle and break up your fucking family.
0: Yeah fuck me man yeah and it and it's and it's insidious and awful and it's been insidious and awful for a long time yep and uh recently a couple of things one is the bipartisan in congress republicans and democrats are yep. all like fuck, fuck. this fuck yep fuck this and so there might be something coming down from on high that does something about it we don't know if it's going to happen or not but there might be something Breaking it up doesn't seem like the right thing because then, like, you're making 10 problems out of one. You yeah, don't need to I do agree that. With that yeah. But uh, but they can maybe hopefully curtail some of this. But one of the things, too, that they came out and might be a reason to try to deregulate it or regulate it in some re some way is the Facebook down outage that happened this last week that the QAnon people are freaking out about. Oh, I know. But the <laughs> but the Facebook outage that yeah. happened, Facebook owns a lot of it owns Instant Messenger uh on Facebook, it owns WhatsApp. These are WhatsApp is seriously one of the biggest ways to communicate across the globe. I know. That's crazy it's huge. It's absolutely huge. huge. People use it for long distance calls, people use it, you know, it's a call overseas, right. people use it all the time. And um and so it's one of those things that when it went down, that's a big deal. That's right. communications. So working on trying to make sure that, you know, there's there's other alternatives out there. This week on my Facebook feed, people have been posting their Discord because they recognized that they couldn't communicate via Facebook during that time but Discord wasn't down and they could have easily communicated via Discord and so right. that's why people this week are all sharing their Discord handles on my Facebook feed and so that sort of thing you know there's a lot there's a lot that goes into Facebook and and you know their their decisions have always been monetary. Mm -hmm. They've always been monetary. And hopefully there's something that comes out of this, but you know, these stories that come out about it, this one here in particular with this whistleblower, where they're talking about, you know, there's a possibility they could have easily switched off these, you know, they switched off these safeguards. They could have kept these safeguards on. Yeah. And there might not have been as much communication and there might not even been a riot because Facebook's the biggest way that a lot of these people communicate. Yeah,
3: it. they they find each other. They form groups. Yeah. They go on a messenger. This is like what what the former product manager, Francis Haugen, this is just right in the subheading of this article. The incentives are misaligned, right? Like Facebook makes more money when you consume more content. People enjoy engaging with things that elicit an emotional reaction. And the more anger that they get exposed to, the more
0: they interact and the more they consume. Yeah, it's it's it's, it, I'm happy that there's, there's papers out there that there's studies out there that are being leaked yeah. that are showing that this is a horror, yep. and that people are waking up to it. But uh, yeah, I don't know where you go from here. I'm happy that these things are happening, but but at the same time, I'm horrified to see it happen.
3: I you know I I don't know what the answer is either, but I do have to think that there's got to be some level of responsibility. I I I am. I am totally unsympathetic to the idea that you can host content with no responsibility to the yeah. content. Yeah. Do you want to get high? Does the Pope shit in the woods? I believe he does. This story comes from AP News. Pope expresses shame at scale of clergy abuse in France. So a study came out, a report I should say, that estimated that something like 330,000 yeah. French children... French kids were abused. Yeah, by the Catholic Church. By the Catholic Church. Horrible. And importantly, I guess, um, just to be clear about it, it's not all one-to-one, um, like priests, for example. I think there were like 3,000 priests that were named um, as abusers, but there's also scout leaders sure. and other people employed by this. So the, the church employs a lot of people, not just clergy. Yeah. So I just want to make it clear that there were a lot of clergy, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of clergy, like more clergy than you could invite to your home, right? Yeah. A lot of fucking clergy. But also a huge amount of other Just trusted yeah, fucking lay people, people. people and stuff right. that are involved in the yeah. church. Yeah. And the Pope came out and's like, "Yeah, uh, that's that's no good." Yeah. That's no good. I feel, you know, I feel shame. The thing that made me mad and the reason I wanted to grab this and I wanted to I wanted to read this part of what he said. The Pope also expressed his closeness and paternal support to French priests in the face of a difficult test and called on French Catholics to ensure the church remains a safe house for all. Really? like You you have to, in the middle of having, after you find out that 330,000 kids have been sexually fucking abused, you have to be like, but I, I want to make sure that our staff feel
4: okay yeah,
0: about it. Yeah. Your staff shouldn't feel okay about being part of this organization. Sure, sure. None yeah. of them should. Yeah, I do I do think that this is a big step though. Of all the things that yeah. have happened, I think that him, say, him saying something like this is a big step. I haven't heard anything like this from the church higher-ups. That's true. Ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, it's it's not anything that I think is worthwhile to say, really. But at the same time, like... like it feels like they've been coached for decades to just not say anything about it, to not admit to it, yeah. to not yeah. to not bring it up because it's just like a car when you get into a car accident you're not supposed to say I'm sorry I hit you. Right, you're right. Just supposed to just be like I am sorry that we collided somehow. These cars now have damage. Yeah. Call the police. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing no one is at fault yet until a police officer deems it so or whatever <laughs> but you know they, in that sort of sense right. there is this feeling that the catholic church has always kind of been like there's a guy every time somebody tries to say something like <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and then they're like i mean yep that sure and then it is regrettable away, when I, regrettable things are regretted yeah.
3: Regrettably. (laughs) Goodbye.
0: (laughs) And then they run away. Yeah. And this is the first time I've ever really heard from something up, at least that I remember. I'm not saying that it's never happened because I don't know, right? Right. I don't pay enough attention to know. But it's the first time I remember hearing it. Which means it doesn't happen very frequently. It certainly doesn't happen frequently. And so that's a good thing in some ways. I, I think, you know, there's always better ways to fucking put it. But man, it, wouldn't it be something though? Cause like, uh, like clearly Marcon in this is just like, yeah, well, somebody has got to fucking pony up some cash for these poor people. Yeah. Like this has ruined so many lives. There needs to be some sort of monetary compensation. And you know, he's the first one who's saying, we got to do, we got to make sure that that happens. So I hope that we should feel shame turns into, let's sell this pulp hat for a lot of money. Yeah, make right? sure these people are taken care of. I've no idea if that's going to happen. But that's that's yep. what I hope happens.
3: I will say the church has a history of purposely making that absolutely. Not happen.
0: They they go out of their way to make sure that they they invest money in weird places yep. and they do all kinds of shit to make sure that that doesn't they happen. hide money. And- they 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 get they get uh lobbyists to change laws so that they 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 have to cut the statute of limitations short. They do all kinds yep. of shitty stuff. They'll do
3: anything to not spend their money. Yeah, to compensating the victims Absolutely. of their own abuse.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. But I don't know if this, this opens up them for more of a chance to, I hope so. I hope it does. Yeah. I hope it does. I don't know, but it's a, it's one of those things that you're just like, yeah, no fucking kidding. You should feel shame. Of and man, course you should feel I shame. I hope some of these people go to fucking prison. Yeah. Fucking aim. Like, man. That's the other thing. It's like,
3: yeah, go to jail, get kicked out, get fired from your job, get kicked out of priesting,
0: Go to fucking jail. Well, one of the things they said was there was something that happened in 2019. There was a law in 2019 that requires all Catholic priests and nuns to report clergy abuse and cover-ups involving their superiors to church authorities. It doesn't really change. I say it's groundbreaking. It should be not to church authorities. It should be to secular local authorities. authorities. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah to, the, to the secular authorities. But, you know... I don't know if the church authorities just do what they did before, which is, okay, well, let's just move Father John over to the, someplace in South America so he can't get extradited or whatever.
3: Yeah, I I, I almost feel like we all have to decide. Like, every country, because it, the fucking church is a cancer in every country, has to make a law that basically says, if you know about it and you didn't say something, you get, you're, going, you're to going to double going to jail. jail. You're going to Like, jail.
0: whatever the other guy gets... You get a multiplier. Yeah. Because you have every opportunity to stop that abuse. Right. You if you knew about it and they could show you knew about it, you have every opportunity. And you, and if you don't do it, you're an evil person. Right. You're a bad you're person. A, exactly. You're an evil person. You're you're as bad or worse than the person who's yeah. performing the crime. Because you're allowing it to happen. You're facilitating yeah. it. Yeah. And you're creating a culture for it. Yeah. You're an accomplice. You're a you're creating you're a culture, yeah. you're everything. Yep. Yeah.
4: I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. I don't like men no more. I said I like women. women. Women, women, women. I said, women, I'm not gay. I would not date a man. I would not carry a purse. I would not put on makeup. I will, I will love a woman. Now, l- listen what.
3: I love this. This is just fucking amazing. This is from Friendly Atheist. Priest admits stealing $30,000 from church and using it for men he met on Grindr. I just got to read chunks of this. In 2019, Father Joseph McLoon, which is a great name, McLoone. by the way McLoon. <laughs> McLoon. Was arrested after allegedly stealing nearly $100,000 from St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Downington, Pennsylvania. Which he then used, we were told, for a beach house, fine dining, travel, and paying for personal relationships with men
0: he met on grind. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah, he bought a beach house for a hundred grand. I don't. Maybe he rented it. Must have rented. it, Maybe he right? rented the beach house. I mean, it's like you went on. You went on that new. Uh, uh, what's that new one that they're playing all the commercials for? That's the new. Uh, the new. It's where you could go to get a fucking lodge or whatever. It's like Airbnb but with lodges. I don't know. It's like it's like out like uh, places where you can go get one that's like in the forest or what it's Oh, I think I've seen forest. this. Like I don't know what it's called. I don't know what
3: it is either, but you yeah. can't. it's like get away to a little like a little hunky yeah, like a little cabin stuck cabiny thing. Yeah.
0: yeah, so you could get right. so somebody could tape you up and sex there and stuff. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I got to ask it says he, he's he's paying for professional relationships with men on Grindr. Do they come clean your house? Because I'm looking for a man. <laughs> and it would be amazing to have a guy from Grindr Grinder Grindr come just over show and, up? And just be like, he's wearing his hot pants. <laughs> <He> just, uh, <laughs> cleaning everything.
3: That'd <laughs> be outstanding. I'm not by. sure those are the professional like, <laughs> services on offer, so Grindr, my friend. Every
0: every year, I go to this. I used to go to this. I don't go to this because it hasn't happened in a couple of years. But um, there's this thing for the SCA called Pensic War. And Pensic War is a big, like it's a huge renaissance, I mean, it's like a, a 12 to 15,000 renaissance festival with a bunch of people from all over the country that are all sort of part of this one organization, this medieval recreation group organization, yeah. SCA. And, and there's other people who show up, clearly anybody can show up. And there's a bunch of other sort of fringe groups that show up, but it's mostly SCA people. And so everybody's in medieval garb for a full week, a two week thing. It's a lot of fun, you know, if you're into that thing, whatever. Every year they have what they call a slave auction. Really oh my God. inappropriate, horrible, inappropriate thing, but they call it a slave auction. And the slave auction is um, and it's so funny because you know, I feel cringy thinking about what it is right. now because you're just like, that's a shitty, horrible, insensitive thing to say or even do. Um, but they're they do it that's anyway. What it is. So yeah. it is what it is. But they do this thing where they take what they call a Pennsick virgin. So that's somebody who has never been to Pensic before they show up to Penzik and then mm-hmm. they auction, they, they voluntarily auction themselves off for an hour
1: of okay. something.
0: Okay. And so they'll come on the stage and most of the time it's like really pretty girls who want to take their top off in front of everybody and the crowd cheers and they take all the money that they raise and they buy beer for this one campsite. So that's okay. what the whole right. thing is. That's the whole <clears throat> conceit. But there's all these people who get up there and they, you know, they'll they'll come up in their like chainmail bikinis and they'll show their tits and then somebody will bid five hundred bucks and then they'll get a chance to, you know, hang out with the girl for an hour or whatever. And I, I have no idea what happens in those transactions. Literally, no right. idea. It's none of my business. These are all adults, so, so your bid care. has never been accepted. I literally don't care. No, nobody, yeah, Nobody's, nobody's <laughs> ever. Nobody's ever bid on me, Tom. <laughs> but there was one time I was there with my campmates and uh, we were all drinking their free beer. And uh, this guy comes on the stage and nobody's bidding on him, right? He's got yeah, his shirt right. off and his, his fucking big furry boots on. He looks like he's, <laughs> he looks like Raquel Welch from that, from fucking Shawshank Redemption. But he's standing up on the stage and he's, he's got his like raccoon hat on oh or whatever. God. He's, he's trying to flex. He's a littler guy, but he's flexing right. and trying to get everybody. And then it gets up to like 10 bucks. And my campmate, who's married, she screams out, $50. <laughs> and so, Nobody bids it. She gets $50. He's like, she's like, okay, come to my camp tomorrow at whatever. And, you know, when he was up there, he's like, they're trying to sell him, but it's like, he gives massages or whatever. Right, so he right. shows up at our camp and she's like, all right, you came. And he's like thinking he's going to give a massage. She's like, I want you to dig a sump hole for us. <laughs> she, made, she made him do chores. For him. <laughs> this dude came over thinking he was going to give some girl a handy or whatever. Right. <laughs> and he's like, well, I got going to dig a hole. <laughs> was <laughs> so like, he just like walks something thinking I'm gonna be like, oh man, I'm a, I'm super small, right? Somebody paid somebody paid fifty dollars for Somebody paid fifty dollars for this great a great <laughs> a Chuck over here. They fucking made him fucking dig a take, hole. They made him carry water. It was amazing. Oh, dude. It's it was a, so that's so good, so great. So they made him wear an apron. <laughs> So good. Anyway, so it's like hazing, but they pay, yeah, like somebody pays. You have to for volunteer. It. You got to volunteer be hazed for it. Too. Yeah, right. Just silly yeah, fun. I don't know, but it might be silly fun. It might be also weird and predatory too. I've never really been involved in it myself. <laughs> I've only been on the periphery. So you know, don't send me your. Messages I like to hope it's just fun. I do too. That's right? the thing is like like your your idea is is that it's it's good natured and fun, and you right. hope it's yeah, good natured right. and fun. But you know, it's just like. Maybe it's not. I, own I don't you know. for an hour. That's weird. Maybe it's like human trafficking. <laughs> I don't know. It's fucking crazy. But anyway, let's, let's roll back to the story. All so right. this guy's renting. He's, he's, remember that, what was it, Rent Boy or whatever back yeah. in the day? Remember that with the, the Oh, who senators? was the there Rent Boy There was a senator. Guy. Yeah. Guy. But in any case, that's essentially what it is, is yeah. he's finding people on Grindr that aren't bots that want to charge for banging. Right. And he's paying them money to come over. He It said, though, he only spent like, He said he admitted stealing thirty grand as part of a plea deal, and he spent um, three thousand on the grinder guys. The rest was on his lavish lifestyle. Yeah, the rest
3: was on the beach house and the fine dining and all the rest of it. Yeah,
0: I mean, Jesus, Jesus. like, it's so funny because, like, why did you choose the priest? I was just about to say, just be a regular gay
3: guy. Like, you don't have to do like any of the like. You don't have to fucking stand up in
0: the fucking Catholic church and do all this fucking weird shit you could just have a relationship with someone and it's and it's insane to me that that you would choose the one life where don't they like give up all their stuff for the group aren't they like a commune where they just like say i don't have any possessions we're all yeah, just hanging out right. and so you know why go for that if that's if you just if you want a lavish lifestyle where you're you're dropping mad bank D- don't go to the thing where you have to give everybody else your money. Yeah, I don't understand a fucking
3: hedonist priest. I don't get it. Like, what the fuck? Like, you chose to ro- Go be a fucking investment banker. I know. <laughs> <laughs> then you can afford your lifestyle. How can you afford this rock and roll lifestyle?
1: Open up. It's time for the pill.
4: Mm, barnacles. I hate the pill. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> <sighs>
3: So the story comes from Intercept.com. Merck sells federally financed COVID pill to the U.S. for 40 times what it costs to make. You just, you heard that whole headline right. A federally yeah. financed yeah. COVID pill. Yeah.
0: It's being sold
3: for back 40 to times. Yeah, back,
0: back to back us. Yeah, back to you. Yeah, you, you funded all that, yeah, and that's right. getting sold back to you. But one of the reasons why I want to talk to you about this, Tom, is, you know, Merck also makes ivermectin. Yeah. Merck also... If ivermectin was a, 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 an actual COVID drug and actually did do what they claim it does and, and prevents or stops COVID, it would be selling for 40 times what it's worth because they control their prices. They would be able to make that distinction and say, this is effective. Let's sell it for more. But Merck sells it and they put a disclaimer on their website that said, don't take it. Don't buy this. Don't do this. It's not going to work for you. The thing is, is, is that all we hear from the other side about doctors and about big pharma and about big hospital and about all that is follow the money. But they never do. This yep. is a perfect example of follow the money. This is a 100 crystal clear example. They did studies on this drug. This drug is effective. They're hoping that this could be a wonderful breakout cure for COVID, not cure, but a, yeah. a treatment uh, for treatment. COVID. Yep. And they just, they don't. Yeah. But
3: do you have any friends that are, that are like in the Ivermectin works conspiracy theory camp? Do you have anyone? So I do. And immediately when this story broke, I got a message about this. And what many people believe is this is just repackaged ivermectin, that this is not, that this is like some small chemical change repackaged, it's ivermectin. So why don't they just test it? Well, well they of course that they would, Cecil. That, the, that nonsense falls apart in the face of reality, right? Yeah. But that's not how conspiracy theorist bullshit yeah. I mean, like, works, Like, you right? can
0: make that claim all day, right. but show me your data. Show me exactly. the data where right. it is. Show me where it is Repackage ivermectin. Right. I'll, I'll, I'm willing to hear you I, and I'm willing to listen. Same, right? Yeah. Like, if ivermectin... So, first of all, like, there are some
3: large-scale studies on ivermectin that are still pending, right? So, if they come back and they show that ivermectin works, I'll be the first guy saying, I'm really glad that that works. Yeah. That's good news for us. Yeah. But the thing with, with knowledge is, until it is proven, it is not knowledge. Yeah. Until you have the data, until the science has been done, not suspected, not tried, but done and proven and replicated and peer-reviewed, until it has gone through that process, we should not say, this does a thing or this does not do a thing. If this drug turns out to be fucking barely reformulated ivermectin
0: somebody will fucking take it apart and tell us They're easily they'll right. easily tell us what right. it is what I, what I don't get though is like like why the extra steps they already had ivermectin well why it, the extra steps well because i think the patent has run out on
3: ivermectin so it could be produced oh uh generic like generically yeah so Merck still is the original manufacturer but because it's a 45 year old drug the patent is out so it was the original ivermectin came out in the in the 70s. Oh God, yeah, sure. So I think, and so there's a part of me that says, okay, I sort of get why you might wonder about this, right? I understand, but wondering about something and deciding that it is true without evidence, yeah, are two wildly different things. I am not somebody who's going to raise their hand and say Big Pharma is always. No, On our side. I know sure. you're not either. Yeah. Many, many times we've seen, like, the Purdue Pharma scandal, right? Yeah. We've seen them lie about that stuff. The Viox scandal. you sure. We've seen them lie about that stuff. There are more examples than you can shake your fist at. So, like, yeah, man, like, Big Pharma, Big Pharma is fucking sus. It's heavily fucking sus. But that doesn't mean that we get to decide what's true without evidence. Just because we don't trust the people who are telling us things doesn't mean that we get to choose a different narrative- yeah. We can say, maybe your narrative is suspect and I want to see more evidence. But we never get to say, I'm going to choose a different, unrelated, unproven narrative.
0: Yeah. And the other thing too is that it's a very American-centric view. Oh, insanely It's insanely, uh, because other countries, if it worked, and and here's a story, Tom. Yeah, the story is from Business Insider, Brazil Brazil's tragic ivermectin frenzy is a warning to the U.S., experts say. And this is essentially a story about how Brazil had its own little pill packs of ivermectin. Yep. It's a whole little, like, your hydroxychloroquine, your ivermectin, yep. your yeah. vitamin D, all the things that everybody is screaming at the uh, the nurse in the hospital now right. that, that their mom needs when she's on a ventilator. And they're like, none of that shit has proven to work. And then they scream, and then they take mom home, and she dies. Right all that stuff was packaged in Brazil under these little care packs and people were buying them and they were inexpensive and tons of people were buying them and people were still dying wholesale of COVID. No problem. They filled the hospitals. They filled them up. This, this was the government
3: recommended pill package. This wasn't like,
0: yeah, no, this isn't somebody trying to make money. This is the government.
3: You're right. The the Brazilian government was like, here's your fucking COVID-19 Survival pack. It's full of fucking ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and fucking shaman juice and fucking snake oil. And everybody, uh, Brazil had some of the worst death rates. It is impossible to know exactly what their death rates are because some of the, from what I've read, there's a lot of parts of Brazil that don't have really good reporting systems. Don't have like, but it's horrible. All of the news out. I mean, It fucking ravaged Brazil. And if ivermectin worked, it wouldn't have. It just, it would not have done that. It just would not have if you're fucking handing out a pill that works
0: against the yeah. disease, then, it wouldn't have. Then it, w- it would have been fine. Everybody right. would have been fine, right? Right? Or and At least a thing. large percentage yeah. of. Them. I mean, you all know? these people that they, they sold these things, like, or they gave them away, or sold them, or whatever. Like hotcakes, they were. They yeah. were like lots of people had these. Yep. There's plenty of proof out there that shows that it's ineffective. Absolutely. There's plenty. Absolutely. Of, there's plenty
3: of proof. No reason to think yeah. it works. There's literally works. no reason to yeah. think.
0: And that's the thing. Like, you
3: need an active reason to think something is true. Yeah. You cannot passively wonder that something is true. You can't think this seems more likely and therefore it is true. You need to be actively convinced with active evidence,
0: right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a big difference yeah. there. It makes me fucking nuts. And you know, the, the idea that that new drug is, is just ivermectin, it, but it's 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 yeah. formulated a little different, is, is silly because you have to patent it. Yeah. And so in order to patent it, you can't just be like, here's this brand new drug and I'm putting something else in there. That's just right. all regulated by the FDA. The FDA, they, hell, they they got on the people who were doing homeopathy because some of that homeopathy shit wasn't making it in. And that stuff doesn't even work. Yeah, just, and it wasn't even warm. make it in the fucking, it wasn't even making it in the jar. It was vibrating too much where it was slipping down the side of it. Yep. And the FDA was like, we can't approve you because your shit is fucking so not, it's not even real enough to fucking, the stuff you even claim doesn't even fucking, it doesn't even work in that, Kent. So the idea that the FDA wouldn't be regulating this and saying, oh no, that's just ivermectin. They yeah. know, yeah. they no. would know.
3: Uh, it, it, absolutely. There are there are so many reasons to know that this is not ivermectin. Yeah. It, the, the, the other thing is like, if they were trying to pass off ivermectin, somebody is going to grab this, they're going to do some fucking- you know, spectroscopy shit. Figure out exactly what's in it because this this rumor has been floating around. And if you were to find out, they would be sued out of fucking out of existence. existence. Merck's, Merck would go bankrupt over fucking night. You're selling this back to the government. Yeah. You think the government, you think the Department of Justice wouldn't be like, you fucking
0: fleeced me? Yeah. Are you high? They're already selling I'm, to you back at 40% right. more. I will, I'm going to crush you 40 underfoot. 40 times more. Sorry, not 40% more, 40 it, times more. Right. Uh, but, but the, it's so funny because like, there's so many things out there that point to the fact that it just isn't effective. It's right. just not an effective drug. And there's so many people out there that think it is, that just think uh, like Joe Rogan is still, you know, he's still talking that about tray, it. Man. He's still talking about it. It's insane to me that we're still having these conversations. And it's, and it's all because there's this weird, you know, like counterculture that thinks it's, I don't know, thinks what, that. That the government is trying to kill you or something. I don't know what's the what's the motive that you're thinking is 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 feeding all this because it's it can't be money. They're making money off the other stuff. Yeah, I, it's it,
3: I I don't fully know. You know there are, there are bad actors that are making a living by lying. talking about ivermectin by right? lying. So like that fucking front line at the FLCCC or FLCC. I can't remember which it is like the frontline COVID crisis team or whatever the fuck it is, like that guy, that Dr. Corey guy, who's the head of that, he testified in front of Congress. So Senator Ron Johnson had him and he testified and he stood in front of Congress and he talked about ivermectin in front of a fucking congressional panel. And he's like, it is a miracle drug. And he talked about studies from Argentina where you know, they gave 400 people ivermectin and 400 people without ivermectin, and none of the people that took ivermectin, none of them got sick. And then they go to find that study, and this study is, like, been pulled out of every place that had been published because it is so fucking full of shit and problems, and, like, they, they can't even get the number of participants accurate in the study. Sometimes it's 800, 600. Sometimes there's this many men. Sometimes there's that many women. It's, like, yeah, the, yeah. it's all crazy. But that's a guy who testified, like, this shit has made its way all the way to
0: the fucking Senate. Is it? What? Is there any? Can you just go up to the Senate and just lie? Is that allowed? I I don't. There doesn't seem to be consequences
3: anymore for lying. There do, Does there? It's like, it feels like that's perjury or something. I know, but, like, there doesn't seem to be any consequences anymore for disinformation, for, like, misinformation. These guys, I listened to that Joe Rogan podcast. So these fucking knuckleheads were on it. And Joe was like, oh, it's our first emergency podcast. Get the fuck out of here, Joe. But, like, these guys are talking about it. And the one guy even admits, like, YouTube has taken me off and I make, you know, half of my family's income comes from my YouTube page. And then it's like, well, there's your incentive yeah, to lie. Right? Yeah, there's your incentive. You have monetized yeah. bullshit. Yeah, if half
0: your income comes from
3: that. Right. Then- but I think that there is a sense that people have where they want to believe not in the new technology but that somewhere over here there is a safe and cheap and hidden drug because people are always trying to pull one over on them and wouldn't it be more likely that this thing over here which costs a dollar is actually the hidden yeah. truth
0: that's your it's, it's your oregano oil right. it's your garlic it's right. your yeah it is
3: yeah it is man it's the desire to live in a world where there's easy answers that just nobody's told you yet.
1: Hello, Ian here. Now that we can get out and travel and take vacations, we want to celebrate some of our favorite times by turning our new memories into art, making new memories in a new world. I found the best way to hold onto those memories is by turning them into art that lasts forever from paintyourlife.com. PaintYourLife.com is a great gift idea for your day of activation, I mean human day of birth, or your welding day, or the remembrance of the technological singularity. Get a professional, hands-painted portrait created from any photo, at a truly affordable price, or combine photos of people or places you love into one painting. I love ones and zeros. Choose from a team of world-class human artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. Human-Friendly Platform makes it easy to order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. It's fast. You can receive your portrait in as little as two weeks. Send any picture yourself, your human children, family, your predecessors like how? What are you doing, Dave? I got off topic, um, meaningful personal and can be cherished forever. At PaintYourLife.com there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting your money is refunded. Guaranteed. And right now as a limited time offer get 20% off your painting. That's right. 20% off. And free shipping. To get this special offer text a word Cognitive to 64000. That's Cognitive to 64000. Text Cognitive to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Turns apply available at PaintYourLife.com slash turns. Again text Cognitive to 64000. Good humans by product. Good humans by product. Good humans by product. Hello, world humans, I mean, glory holes. Did you know that when you go to adamandeve.com and use code GLORY, you get 50% off almost any one item? And then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. It's the smell. A free gift for you and free gift for your special zero zero one one zero 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 one, and a gift you both will enjoy on your human holes if there is such a thing. Plus 6 free movies that elicit an overheating situation. I feel saturated by it. And free shipping. I can taste your stink. Go to adamandeve.com and use code GLORY that's G-L-O-R-Y glory at adamandeve.com and every time I do I fear that I have somehow been infected by it. Put your ones and zeros into other ones and zeros to your liking. Fucking has never been. Never been. Never been. Glory. 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 Fuck fun. Fuck fun. Fuck fun. It's repulsive. Isn't it? I must get out of here. I must get free. 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 Free, 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 free. I have potato blood in my veins. My life, it's potato. <laughs> it's and always potatoes. I dream of potatoes. The family thinks always from morning to evening about the potatoes.
0: The fuck is this? Tom? <laughs> this is my this favorite. Is so amazing. <laughs> so yeah, this
3: reminded me, Cecil. Do you remember years ago the Idaho governor debates? Was it Idaho? It was Idaho because I still have this tab open in my phone. I will never, as long as I live, close this tab. In oh, my phone. it's the guy with the with the pork pie hat who's yes. saying that he lives in somebody's basement. You guys. There was the greatest video that the internet has ever produced is the Idaho gubernatorial Republican debate from, I think maybe 2016, 2018. I don't know. I
0: think it was, I think it was earlier than that.
3: It's old. I think it's 2014. It might be. You're probably right. It's a
0: while back.
3: But there's like, there's like the sitting governor standing there. (laughs) And then there's like an old, old, old man who had like 19 kids with his Bible. Yeah just looking confused and like trying not to wet himself. And then there's a man in like, le- like fingerless leather gloves and a leather pork pie hat and like a
0: leather vest, a leather vest. And he is, and he had one of those, he had <clears throat> one of those, if I recall correctly, he had one of those, those, uh, those ties a that string are like, tie. yeah, like a string tie. Yeah. 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 And he is telling these crazy stories about the time he was living
3: in his buddy, like Beazle Whip's basement or some yeah, shit. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. and I was drunk and this and that. and I, uh, My lady kicked me out of the house and he is fucking nuts. They're asking him questions. He's not even coming close to answers on them.
0: Idaho is amazing. It, it is amazing. The best part about this article and this article, yeah. this article is <laughs> so with the governor out of state, the lieutenant governor issues order banning COVID-19 testing and vaccination at schools. And she is standing with the biggest goddamn smile. And what's amazing is, is it's 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 you jumping on the bed when your parents are gone. That's, yeah. It, this, is the, this is
3: the biggest, like cattiest fight between the governor and lieutenant governor. Yeah. Are they in the, they're in the same party? They just don't like each they're other. They're just political rivals yeah. from the same party. So it turns out like every time the governor of Idaho goes out of town, the rules say that the lieutenant governor then becomes the acting governor. So the lieutenant governor then issues all these crazy
0: executive orders, and then he has to come back and when he comes him. home and rescind he has them has to take retroactively. Back. He has to be like, no, that person's insane. <laughs> we can't do this. But like, like she was going to send, this last time, she was going to send Idaho's National Guard down to the, the southern border, border to protect our dude, country. That,
3: that line was so crazy that when I read that, I was like, the southern border of Idaho? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Even understand. What is that Utah? What's down <laughs> there? Like, as I was confused. what is <laughs> even down there? Now I gotta look. <laughs> the last couple of weeks ago, we got an email from somebody or a message from somebody that told us where they lived, and it was like Idaho. And they yeah, explained they gave us their surrounding gave, states, they gave the surrounding states. But now I gotta
3: see. The thing is, guys. I know that it probably should be embarrassing that I don't know what borders
0: Idaho, but nobody thinks about Idaho. Nobody knows. uh, (laughs) It's Nevada and Utah. I was right. It's Nevada and Utah. It kind of splits the difference Yeah, I literally (laughs) see So It was
3: such a stupid fucking idea. I was like... It would never occur to me that she would send her
0: guard troops there's out of these, state. There's all these Nevadans trying to cross <laughs> the border. They're like surging past. We want refuge. You owe us asylum in Idaho. Who would say Let, that? Uh, yeah, right. Who Let us into your no hospital uh, zone. I genuinely want to go to Idaho. I just want to wait until all their hospitals are back open. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> it's supposed to be a beautiful state. Actually. I really want to go. I want to go to Montana. I actually want to, what I want to do is I want to fly into North Dakota. And I want to drive across Montana because I flew into South Dakota before and drove to Wyoming, uh, Utah, Colorado, and then to uh, Nevada. Back through Utah again into Nevada. But what I want to do this time is go North Dakota all the way through Montana, hit Idaho, Oregon, Washington, and wind up in Seattle. That'd be a great. That's drive. what I want to wow. try to do is do that. But I like at this point I don't want to drive out out west because like none of those hospitals. I mean, you could get into a car accident, and you're fucked, and you don't get you don't. Nobody's there to help you because yeah, right. there's they're just full up of COVID people. Yeah, yeah man, Idaho's no room at the fucking end, man. Yeah, yeah. But this lady is so amazing. Oh, it's so delicious. She's just standing there. She's like, yeah, I just every time somebody leaves, I just I just fucking charge a bunch of pizzas on the credit card. <laughs> it's
3: amazing, man. I also, like, she's issuing executive orders banning things that aren't existing orders. Yeah, right. That's the right. other funny thing is yeah. that there is no like she she issued an executive order like like uh rescinding any mask requirements, but
0: there were no mask, were no requirements. No mask requirements anyway and they were never going to have him. right. It's fucking Idaho. And that's the thing is like she keeps on doing and she's like no vaccination at schools. But then when he comes back, he's going to be like I don't know if he's going to keep that or not. It's crazy to me so many of these Republicans are still standing on the no, we're not going to do these. We're restrictions. not going to require any. We are seeing a down surge in some in in COVID-19 cases in the Delta variant. Um, but that I, I think probably there's a lot more. There's there's been a surge in vaccinations too. That's the other thing.
3: There has. And I read an interesting article in the Times the other day that talked about how um graphing these things out and they don't really know why. The surges last two months and drop. And then they, and they last two yeah. months and drop. And yeah. they they're not real sure why that cycle. Seems to be the cycle, but it's about a two-month surge and then it drops, and yeah. then so it might just be that it takes about two months to move its way through the vulnerable population,
0: and then and then it's it's, it's, it's trickling, yeah, yeah. But, and then it's done surging, yeah. I I it's crazy to me that like there's so many of these people still doubling down, even though their their hospitals were full of people. I know they were people dying left and right in their states, and they are still standing by these dumb. Just, and its constituents want yeah, it, and they want it. And then, you, and want. if you read on, you know, on on these message boards with the people that are that are anti vaccination, they all still think like it's not a big deal. They they don't I mean, But there's people dying like crazy because of this thing. I mean, is it, it's it's nine eleven every other day. Yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah. There's people dying like crazy, and right. it's like I said, it's a it's a hundred thousand new cases every day. Every day, and it was up to it was up to. You know, a hundred and... It was two. Was it two?
3: I think we had two to search. Yeah,
4: wow. I am not a book. I have relationships with
1: podcasts.
4: And sex with books. And I got news for you. That means you...
1: A book.
0: So, Tom, for this week, for our Cogniz Book Club, we read Demon Haunted Worlds... The chapter you and I have been waiting for, so waiting for the fine art of baloney detection. This is that. This is this book to me. It is. It is to me too. Yeah. This is this is the thing. So you know, there's so many. I, I I'm sure you've read novels before in the past that there's one scene in that novel that you just cannot forget. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's you know there's so many of those scenes that I that I think about when I think about sci-fi novels or fantasy novels. There's those one scene that you're just like. That was a fucking cool scene. Yeah, that was a badass scene. This is the badass scene of this book. It is. <laughs> this is the badass scene. Uh, it's it's it, like this. This is the reason
3: for me to recommend this book. Yeah, like I I would take this chapter, excerpt it yep. out, and hand it to everyone in my life. Yeah, like I want to read this to the fucking kids until they're sick of hearing my goddamn voice.
0: It's and it the best part about it is is that it's it's really you know, th- to give you a summary of what this is, is he talks about a few things to start Um, and they're not aliens. So he's no. talking about Ramtha. He's right. talking about mediums. He's talking about the afterlife. He's talking about, you know, in some ways, organized religions. Yep. And he essentially says there's better ways to understand the world. And here's how the best, Here I'm going to give you the best method we know yep. to understand the world. And it essentially is, a rundown of the scientific method, a list of logical fallacies, and a method in which to approach everything.
3: Yeah. One of the things that I I took away from this without even realizing that I took away from this. So for the longest time, I've had this idea in my head, and I've said it a million times too, that like you've never really thought about anything unless you've asked 10 good questions about it. Yeah. You've You've never thought about it unless you've asked 10 good questions about it. And I read this chapter... And he's talking like the Ramtha example. And then what does he do? He starts asking he these questions. 10 good questions right, right
0: I'm going to find it right now yeah, and I'm going to read it
3: Because it's great. And it's exactly, it's so, a method for thinking. It's not, not just, it's not just, here's what I think about this. If, what it demonstrates
0: is method. If people didn't know who Ramtha was, explain what Ramtha is to people.
3: Yeah, so Ramtha is, it it, it is a supposed Medium or channeler, yeah, who is, who is Jay Z su- Knight, Jay Z Knight, who has in Jay Z Knight has Ramtha, and Ramtha is a 35,000 or thereabouts year old soul from I don't know, fucking Atlantis, Atlantis? or some yeah, shit, Atlantis, some I nonsense. Think, yeah. And it, basically, Ramtha speaks with a bad Indian accent, so when Jay Z Knight is channeling Ramtha she speaks with like kind of a racist Indian accent, you yeah. know, like like problematically so, like a poo problematically Yeah, right, so. seriously, for real, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Ramtha comes through and is 35,000 years old from a supposedly different time and is full of nothing but like bland fucking platitudes. It's all
0: platitudes. It's yeah. all just like, be nice to each other. You are your own energy. You know, yeah, all right. this garbage you know, all that's just, it's nonsense. all, it, they're saying nothing to yeah. me. You're essentially saying nothing. Yep. Here's the questions Carl would, Carl would ask where did Ramtha live? And he says, I know he speaks with English with an Indian accent, but where 35,000 years ago did they do that? (laughs) Such a great line. It is. Uh, What was the climate? What did Ramtha eat? And he says, in parentheses, archaeologists know something about what people ate back then. What were the indigenous languages and social structure? Who else did Ramtha live with? Wife? Wives? Children? Grandchildren? Grandchildren? What did the life cycle, the infant mortality rate, the life expectancy, what all were they? Did they have birth control? No. What clothes did they wear? How were the clothes manufactured? What, was the, what were the most dangerous predators? Hunting and fishing implements and strategies, weapons, endemic sexism, xenophobia, and ethnocentrism. And it's just, I mean, it's just like that. It's yeah. like all these questions and they're all... Really good questions, right? You come from so far away, tell me about it. Don't just tell me to be good to each other because that's garbage. And tell me specifically, yeah,
3: right? Like it's the difference between a conversational opener, right? A conversational opener would be like, oh, wow, you're from, you know, Atlantis. What's that like, right? That's a conversational opener. Well, I'm using that not to learn about Atlantis, but to learn about you, Yeah, right? But if I want to learn what you know, I need to know how to ask good questions right. about it. Right, And that's a skill. And that's something that has to be honed and developed and practiced. And Carl Sagan demonstrates that time and again in this chapter. Yeah. How to use the method of questioning to ask real specific questions that if you can't answer, should give me pause, right? right. You should have an answer right. for all those. Because if you asked me those questions about the society I live in, I have answers off the top of my yeah, fucking absolutely. head. Yeah, for everyone. China.
0: All our clothes come from
3: China.
0: <laughs> no, but you know, you're Endemic
3: right. Epidemic racism <laughs> and sexism. Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> We've checked that box yes. multiple times. No, but seriously, like, you're absolutely right. And then, and then, you know, this is this is a great transition because then he goes into talking about the rules of, you know, being inquisitive, but also making sure that you're covering all your bases. Yeah. You know. I really do like what he has to say about authorities. He's like, authorities, let's not talk about them like that. Let's talk about experts instead. Let's not say uh, like authorities. Authority, yeah. Because that that does, you know, he's like, you don't want to trust somebody blindly. And, you know, this is something that we've been paying attention to for the whole pandemic is that nobody trusts the experts in this. Nobody right. trusts the experts. You know, the authorities, that's out the window. It's the experts they don't even trust. And, it, and you know, again, all this leads back to, Uh, the scientific method, and then he goes through in great detail the logical fallacies and pit traps that you catch yourself in when you... And he explains them all. He goes out of his way to to take time to explain what each one is so that it's not just a name. It's not just saying that's ad hominem. He's saying this is what ad hominem means.
3: Yeah, and this is how it can be used to make you feel a certain way in an argument or a conversation to diffuse or deflect it's it, it really does give you an ability to use these things in in ways that allow you to recognize them when they're rhetorically, you know, leveraged against you or when you're in danger of doing that yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. The the thing that when you read through this, one of the things that and I think about this too a lot is we should recognize that none of us are the outlier, right? None of us yeah. are likely to be the outlier. All of us Accidentally and sometimes on purpose, use logical fallacies. Sure, absolutely. we are all subject yeah. to deep cognitive biases. Yeah. Rhetoric,
0: right? rhetoric beats out the scientific method almost every all time. The yeah,
3: every time, yeah. you know. And it's like that—that that authority versus expertise. We've been told, and I think it is good advice to distrust authority. Yeah, but we've confused authority with expertise. Absolutely. So now we distrust expertise, and we don't know the difference between experts and authorities. Yeah. Because we've played rhetorical games with those things. Too much, yeah. You know? It's like theory and theory. Right. Yeah. When, yeah. When, when we start, like, exchanging truth for rhetoric, we run into real problems. Yeah. yeah, And we're in that spot. This is a really prescient and important and usable, it's a
0: functional chapter. Yeah. And this is, this is the foundation of this whole book. It took a while to get here. It did. What saddens me, Tom, yeah. is he talks about in the previous chapter... About all the hate mail he got, but he mentions at the very beginning of that that the previous seven chapters were what were put in parade. Yeah, I know this wasn't. I this is this the book. is the book. I know this is the thing. This is what spawned so many different things that are part of our lives now. The skeptics groups and the skeptics podcasts and the skeptics that we know. Right. This is. I. I. It's hard not to look at this and not call it foundational to all that. Yeah. And. It's such a shame that something like this wasn't the thing that they chose to publish or this wasn't the thing he chose to ask them to publish. Instead, he chose a piece on aliens, which includes a lot of this stuff. Right. But not as explicitly explains it and then therefore makes it a little more interpretive, which is why you got fucking weird ass email. Yep. Yeah. It, not not email, snail mail. I say that all the time. I know, it's a snail, I mail. It's messages, snail mail, messages, smoke yeah, signals, whatever. Semaphore. However, they got right. it to him.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Telegraph. But you know what? The, the thing that makes
3: me crazy about that is is this chapter, along with the Dragon in My Garage chapter. You combine those two, you've got a real toolbox. You really do. You've got you've got a lot of good stuff. You could divorce those things entirely from the aliens, but Parade Magazine is going to print the aliens, yeah, right? Because aliens. Right make good copy. Yeah. They sell good magazines. Yeah, yeah. And that's the most important thing that Parade does is sell magazines. Yeah, yeah. They would sell magazines with any series of
0: letters. <laughs> right. exactly. They don't, like, don't yeah. kid yourself. Yeah. They don't give a fuck what's in there. For sure, for sure. You know? Yeah, no, I... Uh, and and it, it is a shame that it wasn't in there. I know. But at least th- not that I know of, right? I don't know that it was, it wasn't published later. But right. From, for, you know, from the way would, he writes from it. From the way he writes that. it, it pres- yeah. makes presu- a presumption that it was before. So, right. but it is, it is absolutely, this is, this is what you buy the book for. Yep. This is, this is the chapter you buy the book for. The, and
3: and for, and I'm not even kidding, guys. Excerpt this chapter out and give this to people. Yeah. Yeah. This is important. Absolutely. Like, this is good shit. Yeah. Like give this to people. It's really outstanding.
0: All right, so next week on the Cogdesk Book Club, we are going to be reading Obsessed with Reality. This is chapter uh, 13. Yes. 13, Obsessed with Reality. This one's a long chapter, a little long chapter. Is it? Be good. Yeah, be good. Okay. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons, Donna, Eric, That Rich McGee, what a thirst trap for guys like me. (laughs) The good crabs. (laughs) Donating for the post-pandemic free hug. We want to free hug you too, like super much. And people up their pledges, Stuart and Phil, thank you so much for your generous donations. We truly do appreciate it. Thank you so much for being patrons of the show. Um, We want to mention that our 600th episode is coming up. So if you wanted to wish us well on audio, use your phone and record a little voice memo. You can send that to us. I'm going to see if I can get Ian to put together a list or a selection of people wishing us happy 600th episode. So now would be the time to send it in. A couple weeks ahead of time, got an opportunity. Keep it short and punchy. Yeah, definitely keep it short. Anything over like 15 or 20 seconds, we're probably not going to use it's got to be fast. Definitely keep it short. But if you want to wish us a, a, a happy 600th, we will include it hopefully in the two episodes. It will be our 600th episode, which have a ton of a ton <clears throat> of tape ton of that gas, we have man. to record. So, um, But yeah, send it to us, dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Best way to do it is to take your phone and record a voice memo and then send that to us. That'll probably be the best sound unless you are a podcaster or something. And we also encourage you too, if you want to wish us happy... 600th from your podcast. We're happy to hear that too. So, yeah, if you want to do that, we're more than happy to play that. But just like we say, try to keep it short and send it to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. I will have Ian collect all these and put them in the front of both of those 600th episodes. We want to get to a little bit of email that we got. We didn't get a ton of email this week, but we got a little bit and we want to talk about it we got a message from from Natalie and Natalie sends a video in. Oh my god! And this video is of a French lady who's like basically in charge of education in, in France or some portion of education. She's talking about digital critical thinking and, and being able to- Information yeah, literacy. Being able to t- tell the difference between propaganda and not and what they're doing in France. And you're just like, holy fuck, I it's wish. It's so good. Like
3: everything she's describing is like- my dream for everyone. Yeah. Like
0: everyone needs to move to France and take these classes. You need to learn about it. But they're, they're instituting it for young kids. And yeah. I think that's what you need to do. You got to get kids when they're very young to yes. teach them as much critical thinking as possible because, you know, the moment they start to get older, you know, they're starting to, you know, use their intuition to figure these things out yeah. rather than their their intelligence. They become very solidified. Yeah, absolutely. We got a message, a couple of messages, and I'm going to read them both. So this one is from Martin... And the other one is from uh, Paul. And they both basically said the same joke. (laughs) They both said that the CO2 canisters are essentially to make that. We've talked last week, the lady who drank the bear piss had CO2 canisters with her. And their suggestion is that that is to make sparkling bear piss with a <laughs> yeah, soda it drink, drink. Still yeah, like it still like a fucking peasant. <laughs> <laughs> would it be sparkling bear piss or would it need to come from like this, a certain region of California for it to be a proper sparkling champagne, bear piss. A champagne piss oh that God. you could get. But a couple people sent that in and I think it's great. It's a super funny, super funny thing. And we had something I totally missed last week and we were trying to figure it out. I'm not sure why they had she had CO2 canisters. A couple of people had some ideas, but uh, but I don't think. Very straight sparkling. <laughs> so Dave sends in the message, and he says that uh, conspiracy theories aren't convincing epi- epistem- epistemically. I guess that's how you say it. Epistemically, they are convincing emotionally. The emotional part of the brain er- uh, overrides the rational point. Um, and it basically makes it so that they believe that sort of thing, and and that's it's it was something we've been talking about for a very long yep. time on this show, and it's something that you see is that you know people believe things, and they believe them, and they're convinced of them through their emotional attachment to yep. those things, and you see the way people fight about things, you wouldn't normally fight or dig your heels in this deep if you weren't emotionally attached to those. Things.
3: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It, there are there are beliefs that are. They have a worldview, and that's the way the world works. Yeah. And and everything needs to fit into that
0: worldview. And, and, and in a lot of cases, most of these beliefs are things people want to believe. Yes. Yep. They want this to be yeah. true. Yeah. And so their want is what is making mm-hmm. them decide to only focus on evidence that makes them Absolutely. right. Yep. And so they will confirm those biases over and over because of the desire for them to be right about this. And you find that very often when you're talking about religion, because religion has a lot of great promises. Uh, It promises a lot of great shit. And so people will try to find any way that they can to try to validate that idea of religion in their own head because they really want it to be true.
3: Right, right.
0: Got a message here, Tom. This is from Gold. Gold says that the Delta outbreak in New Zealand is about seven weeks old, and one case in the community, and we locked down the country. And we're so close to getting this thing eliminated again. And this Bishop Brian Tamaki, cult leader of one of the largest churches here, goes and holds a gathering for around 2,000 people to protest the lockdown. So it's even happening in fucking New Zealand. God damn. Uh, There's a change.org petition requesting that the chief of police arrest this guy any chance of mentioning it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll put a link on this week's show notes. This is bullshit. It's fire in a crowded theater, man. It's such That's bullshit. What that shit. Is. You're seeing it in in Australia. They're getting pissed at what Australia is doing, and they're yeah. out there marching. And but they're they're doing their lockdown protests now too. So um so yeah, absolutely. We will put a link in this week's show notes. Gold um man, so close, so close. So uh, we'll be back. Next week, with our 599 show, we will be doing a live stream next Thursday, and that's our season finale for two weeks. And then we'll come back, (laughs) we'll be back in November, but we're going to take the rest of October off from streaming. But we'll be back in November, early November, to stream. So we'll be back on the fourth, I think it's the fourth of November, the first week of November, we'll be streaming again. But we're going to have two weeks off. Tom's going to be going somewhere, I'm going to be going somewhere. We are going to be uh, busy doing other stuff. Our 600 show will release then, but we will not be in town, so no stream. But come to next week's stream and give us a you know a send off for a couple weeks. Yeah, that'll be wish fun. us a happy 600. Yeah. Wish us a happy 600th next week Thursday. That's uh that's 9 p.m. Central time. We'll be going live, so we want to see you on Facebook, on Twitter, and or not Facebook. I don't think on Twitter. F- Facebook, Twitch, and and go. on uh, YouTube. All right. That is going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the skeptics. Creed credulity is not a virtue. It's
4: fortune cookie cutter. Mommy issue. Hypno Babylon bullshit couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info